Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. I'm sorry for my unparliamentary language, Breed. You're listening to Bandwagons! The intros never get easier. Truly. truly. And we couldn't have picked a more difficult topic this week either for an intro because... It's just not easy. It's like shoving a circle into a square. Yeah, no, I have no idea about the general election. I'm totally unprepared. I was way too busy. So we brought in our expert friend. Expert friend, political correspondent, Ellen Quine. Hi. Welcome. Thank you very much. I'm very excited. I can't believe you made it. Tell us where you were today. I am like a sweaty mess. I just came off the Finnegan campaign bus. Which is whatever you've got in your head, downgraded immediately. (laughs) Uh, Following Leo Varadkar around Tipperary and Limerick, watching people take selfies with him and then like yell at him for the state of their hospital. Just it's just that repeated yeah, for over three over. weeks in different parts of Ireland. And what do you do while you're there? You're just writing down what he's doing. It's like, it's actually quite difficult because with Enda Kenny, you used to have to stand out of the way really quickly because if you were just within half a metre, he'd grab your hand, like shake your hand, mistake you for a voter. I once got mistaken for a candidate. Uh, and then when we were in Longford one year, he started singing Brown Eyed Girl to me in a constituency oh office. Leo walks a little bit slower, but like... You get, like <laughs> but he still sings. These Leo <laughs> prefers a <laughs> he like you get this herd of like local Finnegal supporters who just crowd around him like you know in Father Ted where all the women start following Owen McLove oh, yeah, and yeah. they just kind of crowd <laughs> and they're like squeezing you out and there's like you get an RT camera into the head and you're just trying to stay out of the way but then jump in because Irish people would be like hello Leo how are you and you're like oh this is boring and then they'll be like the fucking hospital and you're like have to like run back to try and get the, it's all the drama interesting Mick. juicy yeah. stuff I just love it yeah but it's uh, <laughs> the drama <Mick. laughs> that, that's it that's basically it sounds like a full contact sport being on oh, the yeah. campaign trail yeah like you're running down the street uh, protesters come from nowhere you have to like I'm always in the way of the bodyguards I don't know how I'm not on some watch list or something but yeah. Leo's bodyguards are constantly like pushing me out of the way because he's really tall and they're really tall and you're just kind of at like elbow level yeah. of everyone important yeah. um, just running around shopping centres watching him point at sausages in a butcher's or point at books <laughs> in a bookshop it's really like it would almost make your heart go out to candidates because there's a lot of like there's a lot of boring stuff great well. social media content for you though in fairness doing great oh, numbers yes. yeah. like I mean that's what you think about just him pointing at sausages being like I'm not vegan or him pointing at a Peppa Pig <laughs> book being like she's what did he say today about the Peppa Pig book <laughs> he's like Peppa Pig still guns wrong <laughs> 
we were in like as well like you get too bored and you're close to getting cancelled because we were in this like really cool like women's athletic wear shop in Limerick and he was posing and they had like slogans on the wall and one of them was like Leo was standing and all he could see was a slogan saying make life richer and it just reminds me of um German Paris Hilton at that tank shop that was like oh stop, God, being stop being poor yeah <laughs> gonna put that on Twitter and then I was like like young Finnegala will immediately be like that's biased (laughs) and you just be like no it's good crack (laughs) (laughs) it's just a joke it's just good content I'm just doing it for the retweets think of the numbers guys yeah think of the numbers think of the numbers Um, can I ask because this is probably something that I didn't fully understand when it happened like how and why has this general election come about because it was obviously Leo decides to dissolve it yeah but why like what 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 brings you to that point that it's like, okay, like, we'll, let's have an election now? So we don't have like, f- we don't tend to have like fixed terms. So you don't know. And this government has been in power since 2016. And because Fine Gael did really badly, and so did everybody, it's been a really like precarious government and everyone thought it wouldn't last because it was basically just Fianna Fáil agreeing to not pull it down is essentially what a conference and supply is. So everyone thought it would collapse forever and then it just became really clear at the end of last year that there was going to be an election this year and it was supposed to be in April, May. But there was a by-election that Fine Gael didn't do well in so it meant it had one less person in the doll. And the numbers are so tight that if somebody brought in like another motion of no conference in Owen Murphy or Simon Harris which someone was planning to do the government would have a high chance of losing it, which kind of means you have to have an election. It was just kind of like, it's very like 3am in the government nightclub when everyone's kind of like going home anyway. Like it was just kind of like fizzling out. Yeah, Yeah. gets the point. Um, And I think the longer that you leave it as the government, the higher the chance of you not doing well because the government was super popular around the time of Brexit. I don't know if you've heard them going on about it nonstop. They're, but yeah, they're, they're flat out. Like, Have yeah. you heard of Brexit? Is there anything to be said <laughs> for another Brexit? Um, so basically, like, the, the arse was falling out of this government anyway and it was going to happen sooner or later. And if they'd waited until May, everybody would have been acting like it was an election anyway. Like, all the parties were, like, in campaign mode. We should have known because, like, we went to do our Christmas interviews politicians do this thing called Christmas interviews where they sit down with everybody for like a couple hours and then we all divide up everything they say into stories to last over Christmas so that lazy polcores don't have to work. Fair. Oh. We, yeah. Yeah. So Get when you see like girl. news stories on Christmas week and you're like they're so hard working. That was written like a week ago. Um, and Leo brought us in and was like guys have I ever like given you a tour of the office and we went in and like there was mince pies and he was like making loads of jokes and stuff. So I was like if he's being nice to political reporters not his favourite people coming. something's coming something's a brewing should have known but yeah I'm like let's just let's just get over with like just do it in January finish it in February and then hopefully we'll have a government for like a, f- a few years and we won't have to face into it again so I suppose before we get into anything else because I want to kind of break down the parties and stuff for anyone who's like what are politics something has happened within the last hour that's obviously very unfortunate but could it's potentially putting this election I don't want to say in jeopardy but it could ruin things for people per se. Can you explain what's going on? So just as we're recording, um, some news broke that one of the candidates in Tipperary has died and basically a process has kicked in, which I actually didn't know about, which means that if a candidate has died in a constituency, you have to open the nominations again to let other people put themselves forward to stand for election, which means that while all of the all of the constituencies were supposed to be voted on Saturday, this Tipperary constituency is now going to be delayed 
But everyone was very quick to point out that because this, go- this election is going so badly for Fine Gael and like Fianna Fáil aren't doing that well, they're mm. ahead. Um, the numbers could be really tight. So if you're in Tipperary and you know that it, Fianna Fáil need like one more candidate to get in to win, it could change the way that you vote. So now some of the other candidates in Tipperary are trying to take a court case to either get the tip vote to go ahead on Saturday or get the entire general election delayed until the point at which the tip vote could be held, which would like not to overstate it change things dramatically change the future of the country because at the moment like Sinn Féin are unexpectedly doing really 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 well for like basically the first time in the history of the state it looks like it's not just Fianna Fáil or Fine Gael that are leading first time in 80 years like living for the chaos it's a big deal but if that you had an extra couple of weeks that would really give Fine Gael a chance to like regroup um, basically restart their campaign because the one that they've chosen to go on it's not doing well like it's it's just not working with people it's a really bad election campaign and a really bad election strategy mm. um and if it's delayed it's basically going to be like starting from zero like all the momentum is going to be out of it people might have second thoughts about supporting Chin Fein just because they want change but we have yet to see. I don't know, but sure, by the time this goes out, there might be, who knows what will have Who knows how many people will have died? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you could run. You could I eat. could run. I was just going to ask, can anyone just step up to that now? I mean, you don't like put your nomination papers in in Tipperary and run. Because like, you can run in... Because uh, can I ask? Because that brings something up. Peter Casey is running in a number of constituencies, is he yeah, not? Yeah, he's running in two. So he's always As an independent. Yeah, for some reason. He's running in, uh, I think it's Donegal. He always kind of runs in and fails and, in. And Leo's constituency, and yes. he picked Leo's constituency. He's putting around some really dodgy uh, posters about Leo, which kind of referencing his sexuality in a kind of inexplicable way. Uh, but he's, uh, I'm so, one of the only things I'm grateful for in this election is that journalists have stopped seeing Peter Casey as a novelty that they can roll out late at night to like poke and say racist stuff. Mm. We have other people. We have women candidates who are doing that now. <laughs> yeah. Yay, feminism. Uh, so he thankfully has been nowhere, but that's a real weird anomaly as yeah. well that people can run in like a couple of constituencies. And if he wins in both, what happens? Does he win two Nobody's seats? explained to me. I assume maybe it's like the first one that you win in because you know okay. the way counts take a while. Yeah. If you got declared a TD in Dublin West, then I assume in Donegal they'd be like, well, just get rid of you. <laughs> Off with you. Off with you though. Unless you could be in two seats and then like run really yeah, quickly yeah. From over and back. Do you know what it could be like? Did you ever see a different hat? Do you ever see? Do you ever see the episode? <laughs> My name is Guy Incognito. Do you ever see the episode of Sabrina where she doesn't know what way to yeah. do her future and she has a spell and she splits herself up at like prom and she's wearing like all these different coloured dresses and yeah. then at the end she comes back together and the dress is like all multicoloured and it's like oh, I want to yeah. go to whatever college she decides to go to. I can't remember. Or it's like Peter Casey's own like sliding doors. What if yeah. I was a TD in Dublin? West? Yeah. What if I was a TD? In but can you <laughs> run in all of the constituencies then just to I up your chances there was someone else who don't put get any it, ideas like, breeds. I, this like... sounds really easy <laughs> <laughs> breeds play the odds yeah breeds still on the lookout so like. simple um, what are you finding are the main issues on the campaign trail for voters it is all about young people this time round because if you've seen I don't know if you've been following polls maybe like you have lives I have <laughs> no I have because it's been dramatic. interesting yeah dramatic. Uh, Sinn Féin is doing really 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 well um, particularly among people who are age 18 to 34 which is basically like young people um, they're like on 35% according to the last poll but the drama comes from the fact that both Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael are refusing to go into government with Sinn Féin so at the moment you need 80 seats to be a majority because everything's 
fucked yeah. nobody's going to get 80 seats so the government is going to have to be a mishmash of a couple of parties but before the election even started Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael both decided that they wouldn't go in with Sinn Féin and since then Sinn Féin have been like skyrocketing in popularity according to the polls so obviously that's kind of a major issue if you have a ton of young people who hate Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael yeah. and are then having those two parties effectively say that your vote for Sinn Féin if that is who you vote for like nearly doesn't matter or won't be counted in who forms the next government and it's almost making Sinn Féin more popular because the party loves like what some people might describe as a conspiracy theory about how the establishment is trying to keep Sinn Féin out um, the media is against them Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael are afraid of them and they're basically like exhibit like backing up that argument perfectly by yeah. saying they're too afraid to go in with them so I think we've basically gotten to the point if, if the polls end up being true it feels like for the first time in the state young people are just proper like I don't want Fianna Fáil or Fine Gael. I hate both of the main parties. So if it doesn't happen in this election, I think by the next election, if the momentum continues, you could have the first government that doesn't have like one of the same two civil war parties in power. Yeah. Which is like, I'm like, it's a socialist uprising. My boyfriend keeps being like, stop it. <laughs> like, ah! He's like, you wouldn't survive. You're too materialistic. <laughs> but I know, like, I'm like, capitalism, mm, but then I'm like, capitalism, mm, like, like kombucha girl, like, just yeah, yeah. fully. Like, capitalism, but just for me. <laughs> just for me, yeah. Nobody else. Nobody else. But that kind of brings you to another thing where I'm thinking of, like, obviously, because my own echo, echo chamber of people that I follow on Twitter, it's very anti-Fianna Fáil, anti-Fianna Gael. Yeah. But like we've seen this before, not trying to be funny with the Trump, Brexit, even the most recent UK general election. I and maybe this is my own naivety. It seemed like Labour was going to walk it, and then they clearly didn't. So can we be guaranteed that these young people are actually going to be mobilised and like put their vote where it matters? Because you know, like polls are polls at the end of the day, and there's a margin of error with all of them, but. Like, how can we know, or can we know? Is the thing. So polls in Ireland tend to be kind of tend to be reliable but there's always scope for change and one of the things it will matter on is whether young people like get up off their holes on Saturday and actually go to vote whether that means like going back home to your home constituency or whatever um polls can also have an effect either way so like a Sinn Féin poll will like Sinn Féin performing the way they have in the polls has probably scared the shit out of some much older Fianna Fáil or Fine Gael voters also because the government has been doing so badly on housing and healthcare and is so unpopular there's also the prospect of people being shy Fine Gael voters which I think is so gas when parties they just say won't. people are too embarrassed or that they're gonna, but people, those people in Fine Gael are like they're very shy <laughs> as if it's like a thing to be ashamed of like a, a kink or something yeah, yeah, yeah. but apparently they think that those people like might turn out as well but it's a bit more realistic than like you know the echo chambers we would have had for Trump or stuff like we had echo chambers for repeal that worked out yeah in uh, fairness yeah and like those polls are like it, it's, it is 18 to 34s but even people who are like 34 to 54 are also now saying that they're voting Sinn Féin and when the poll people ask them why they say they don't want Fianna Fáil or Fine Gael I think 40% said that and another 40% said that they wanted change which is kind of like the same thing so older people are just as sick of their shit like I kind of feel like this is a consequence of the crash basically 2011 Fianna Fáil got wiped out because the country was in ribbons 2016 Fine Gael tried to win the election again by being like economy and people are like no we're still poor so they did really badly again once again 2020 Fine Gael are like is there anything to be said for another election based on the economy? And people are like, I'd actually rather have somewhere to live in or like 
be able to access a hospital. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. it's it kind of seems like nobody's ready to forgive Fianna Fáil fully yet, but people are also kind of sick of Fine Gael. And if you're a young person, like Fine Gael have been in for nine years, that's probably a lot of people's like adult lifetime. Like there's yeah, probably plenty of young people. Yeah, you probably don't even remember Fianna Fáil being in power, but you know what happened yeah, when they yeah, were. So, yeah. um, and I think that's why housing has been such a big issue as well. Yeah. Like there's no point saying the economy is like, super duper when everybody knows that places like Dublin are getting so inhospitable for people and from following the politicians around it is constantly health and housing that's coming up everyone thought it was going to be climate change but I haven't actually heard it come up at all I would have said the same it yeah. seems to be housing and health which yeah. is fair enough like the only time I've heard climate come up is from angry farmers who were like shaking their fist at Leo Radker being like or Leo Radker buying sausages at a rate of knots to prove he's not a vegan or something <laughs> That's the extent of the climate change. He has them like trailing out of his pockets. I'd say just the links to them. (laughs) A little dog. Yeah, fully like. Do you have patron questions? Yes, I do. Um, I was going to ask um, Aoife underscore Locke. Hello. Thanks for submitting your question. She said, and this is put to all of us, but I suppose I should put it to you as the expert. Do you think the Irish abroad should be able to vote? No. Why? Well, like, what's your metric for Irish abroad? Like, think of think about any time you've been to America and the people who come yeah. up to you and be like, I might, would you like them to have no. the same? No, I yeah, would. Fair. Like, yeah, yeah, I understand yeah. wouldn't. It depends, like, what you mean. Like, is it presidential elections? Maybe general elections? Definitely not. Like, there's way more people outside of Ireland who are Irish than people in Ireland. And that means those people could be really influenced by, like, trends in America, maybe. Um, there's no guarantee that, like... And some, yeah, I'll stop there before I insult like Irish immigrants. But uh, no, is my answer. On that topic, though, what do I say to my friends who are emigrating this year? And now I think they're changing their mind. But initially they weren't going to vote because they are moving. Their view is it I'm moving, it doesn't affect me. How do I convince them to not be such a dick? <laughs> <laughs> well, like I know that um, with my age group, like I'm 29. And when I was younger, a rake of us... after college went to like Australia and stuff because the economy was fucked and now people are leaving the country because they can't afford to rent even when they have like really well paying jobs in Dublin so if you'd like to come back and be able to live here you should vote for a party that you think is going to represent you well on issues like housing even if you are leaving the country because the rest of us are stuck Um, Alva Conboy, hello, thanks for your question. She asked this in relation to the local elections, but I can tie it into the general election, I think. She said, what's more important for local elections, the candidate running or the party they belong to? And I was wondering, could you also, because there's a lot of talk on Twitter today about how you vote in terms of yeah. the preference system. Can you answer the two of them? Yeah, People it's are a, a really bit confused. good question. It's a really good question. I think that um, it's... One of the things about politics is that when you know someone personally, it's very hard to hate them. So if you have a local candidate for a party that you don't love, but they've been really nice to you personally, it's very like tempting to vote. And if you want to vote for that reason, like absolutely go ahead. Loads of people vote for that reason. But just bear in mind that this election is super tight. Like none of the parties, as I said, or none of the main parties are doing that well. So every vote really counts. So you also need to consider when you're voting who you'd like to be Taoiseach. So if you're in from a constituency down the country, you have a really nice Fianna Fáil or Fine Gael candidate. It's also worth thinking who would you rather have as Taoiseach, Michal Martin or Leo Varadkar or Mary Lou or any of the other parties. Um, on the preference thing, this gets really confusing. The conclusive answer that I have is so you have one vote. So you put down your number one for the person that you want most to be elected. If that person gets a rake of votes and meets a quota and is elected, 
um, and your vote wasn't the one that got them elected, you can choose to have it transferred to someone else by putting a number two beside their, their name. Or if the person gets like no votes and is excluded straight away, your vote can be passed on to the number two, three, four. If there's someone running in your constituency, like in my constituency, who's like an absolute racist bigot and you don't want the person to get elected, it's best to give everybody else a number except that Bar person. that candidate, yeah. yeah. Um, giving a first preference to if you really want like someone from a bigger party who's doing really well to get elected, but you also really like a local candidate as from a smaller party, it's worth giving the smaller party a number one if you really like them because first preferences help the smaller parties reach their quota, which means they won't get money taken out, they won't lose their deposit. Um, it is important, like transfers can make a huge difference. I think they made a difference for like about 10% of the TDs that got elected last time were on transfers. So it's worth thinking about where they go. For example, if you're a Green, Labour or Social Democrat voter, a lot of those parties are encouraging people to give their transfers to the other one. So if it's a number one for a Green, number two and three for Labour and Sock Dems as you choose to kind of have like a progressive block. Parties like Fianna Fáil or Fine Gael will always ask you to give the number two to their running mate. Um, like it's free so and like it's very voting's very quick so you may as well make the most of your time with a little pen and you know what you're doing yeah put it the whole way down the one thing that I've seen as well and it's an argument that I need to make to my friend is you need to vote not necessarily always from your perspective no no you're not the friend that I was referring to genuinely but (laughs) you will vote oh yeah 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 you were going to go home to vote anyway. Cause I, have to, I have to actively make the trick, trick and, home to Wexford and back. In and the then day, you're coming like, back up and we're doing the vintage tea tour. Yeah, I'm very excited. We're in the minivan. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Was it? I have none. <laughs> Breed, you're not supposed to say that either. <laughs> we'll see. Um, what was I going to say? But yeah, I saw someone talk about it on Instagram who is particularly affected by like the healthcare crisis who's basically yeah. said vote for the most vulnerable person you know such a good which is to- yeah because i'm sure there's a lot of people that i know who are like this doesn't affect me or i haven't been affected by this like i'm fine and that's i mean good for you like fabulous to have that privilege like i would say that i'm in that position where i'm i'm very lucky so far but another friend gave me the advice where it's like you never know don't ever say that it won't be you so that's yeah. whether it's it's you and who ends up on the street it's you who ends up needing a bed in a hospital and you're left in a hall somewhere and that's the mindset I think everyone needs to adopt. A hundred percent. Whatever way you want to vote, like I just think that's what you need to keep in mind that it's yeah. not, it's not, it's all, it's all for one and one for all, basically. Yeah, and it's important to remember that because they are basically, the parties are flirting with you at the moment and there's some very snazzy schemes that Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael have, which is basically like, one of them would basically give you 10 grand towards the deposit, a deposit for a house. That's super appealing. I saw those, uh, what are they called, like case studies it's or like whatever, a, like the scenarios. Yeah, 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 yeah that they, they have were on Twitter, ridiculous. like cartoons. Yeah. yeah, and Fine Gael is going to expand to help to buy, to give away like a rake of money as well, which might work for like richer professionals who have the capacity to save a couple of grand for a deposit, but like... That stuff is really appealing and a lot of people vote selfishly, but it is worth thinking about the kind of ethos that you want from a party. Like the way I do it is because I find it really confusing covering it. I just sit down and write down the top five issues that I really care about in order and then just quickly go through the manifestos online and try and figure out who matches it the best and then a little bit of strategy as well. Is there a website that can do that for you? There should be, but like, I'm not agreeing with you. There is a way. Are if they you're, accurate, if you're really confused, and as I said, we are going to give really, really cursory overviews of all the parties, but I sent it into my 
group chat earlier, if you have like no idea where you stand politically or where you have an idea of your views, but you don't know where that aligns with the party, a political party. Yeah. There's a website. I'm getting to it. I'm frantically scrolling. It is. I think my sister did it the other it's day. It's isidewith.com. And now take it with a good yeah. helping of salt good because some of, some of the questions are really broad. It's not really specific, but it basically you do the quiz and it breaks it down for you in percentages of like where your like uh where your what's the word allegiances where your yeah, loyalties lot, yeah, lie yeah, yeah. Per, like with the parties so and a couple of my friends do that even if it want if you want to get an idea from that and then as you said look into their manifestos and stuff like i think that's the best really way to do easy. it like all the websites have been changed for the parties have been changed for the election so they'll have tabs like housing blah 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 okay and if there's a policy like let's say a lot of them have a policy called rent freeze just go into google put in in quotes rent freeze and then put in the name of the party and you'll get all the articles that's what i do when I'm trying to research policy, seeing what other people have written about it or the criticism that other parties will have leveled against them because often that's political, but like there are some good kind of arguments raised yeah. against against it as well. Or you might even find like, I never read the business pages of newspapers, no offense to my boyfriend who is a business reporter, but like I sometimes put the housing policies in and search news websites for the business writers to see what they're saying because journalists write in a really understandable way um, and if you have a business writer writing about a certain policy and saying it's just going to crash the economy again then it's like political reporters have to do as much research as everyone else and I think sometimes it comes across as super impenetrable if you're looking at this big thick manifesto like nobody reads them there's no yeah. political reporter that's read all of them um, the stuff is on the website in like plain English and also lots of uh politicians have their dms open slide into their dms if you have a question or if people canvass you like don't be embarrassed to ask what you think is a really stupid question because i've heard way stupider questions being asked to leo radker in like the back of beyonds like that's what they're there for and they're desperate they're like flirting with you they're desperate for your vote so like don't be afraid to ask like there's really is no such thing as a stupid question I have another question from one of our lovely listeners, Sid underscore 7839. Thanks for listening and sending your question. Um, and we can open the floor to everyone on this, I suppose. What is the number one issue in Ireland that needs to be fixed as soon as possible? Don't look at me. <laughs> well, it, it's housing for it's me. It's housing. I was going to say housing. It's housing. Yeah. It's the constant fear of, like, the only reason I do SpawnCon is because that's the only way I'll be able to afford a mortgage. And that's like, that's... That's depressing. All Yeah, but that's the thing and it's, that is depressing because I feel like and I've said it to my dad and my dad kind of like poo-poos me and he's like no, you don't need to be thinking about a mortgage now like you're 24 or whatever and I'm like I haven't been I don't really have any faith in what's going on now <laughs> that I feel like I do need to be thinking about it now because what, you need what, to repair because no one else is like yeah kind exactly. of yeah, yeah exactly. it's that thing and I think there's a thing of like I just feel like the current government is underdelivered in terms of housing targets in terms of homelessness targets, you only have to look at them. There's a thing of, obviously, there's a huge discussion this week about, like, class in politics. And when you look at the number of landlords in both Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil, yeah, it's worrying when you look at the policy they're proposing and how much it benefits landlords. landlords. Like, it's... I don't know how I can look at that and be like, what? Like, it's... it's uh, it frightens me so much. It really, really does. And I mean... Like, they're obviously, renting as well, it shouldn't be a case of that it's cheaper to buy now than it is. To, and it's still not, when I say cheaper to buy, it's not cheap to buy, but I'm still here yeah. shoveling money, shoveling dead money into a house because that's what I have to do. Like, the other alternative is move to Cork yeah. or move into my boyfriend's house, which I shouldn't or leave the country. have to do either. Or leave the country. Yeah. It's rattles me. It rattles me now. Yeah, Would no. it be the same for you, Breed? Oh, Yeah. 
Well, yeah, I've had to. I moved house recently purely because I couldn't. I lost my job and I could not afford to stay there. I had to move out within weeks. Like that was a th- that was a real concern for you, where you were like, no, like this is it." Like I probably wasn't acting like it, but like looking back now, if I had not found the house I'm in, which is luckily very cheap, I would have had to move home straight like yeah. within over Christmas, like within a matter of weeks. Um, yeah, there was no option for me. Climate policy would be a big thing for me as well, but I'm going to be honest, my as I said, I have some of the manifestos here and I know the Green Party want to bring in carbon tax. I don't really know about the others and what their proposals are. And as you said, it, it's surprising to me that it's not more of a prevalent issue on the streets. Yeah, like a little boy brought up with Leo today, like a 13 year old, and Leo was like, thanks the mill because nobody's asked me about it in days. And I was like, oh, this is depressing. Um, but I think it's harder now because all of the parties have realised how much political capital there is in climate change. They know that young people care about it and like will be checking and asking about their record. So every single party is claiming that it has the best section on climate change. And it's kind of difficult like stuff like the carbon tax. Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael are in favour of it. The Greens are in favour of it, except for Saoirse McHugh. Uh, Sinn Féin is against it because it is kind of describing it like water charges. Um, and some of the argument is, you know, why should it be individuals? Why aren't we targeting big businesses? This is going to like leave old people cold and poor. Um, but then other people are saying, you know, the amount of carbon that we use is such a big issue. We need to change human behavior and we need to penalize it. So stuff like that is really it, it can be really difficult to figure out who is the best person to back on climate change when they're all claiming to be good at it. Like back if you were somebody who voted purely on an issue like the Eighth Amendment, it was very clear to see which parties were in favor of repeal and which weren't. But now everybody's kind of been accused of greenwashing a bit so I find it difficult even myself to work through Who what really means it yeah. like. and I guess with Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael, a rake of their voters are farmers and they get I think sometimes over panicky and create this narrative where it's like climate change versus agriculture which I don't th- really think is an accurate representation that's why they keep going on about like eating sausages and not being vegan I did an interview with Micheál Martin and he asked him if he was vegan and he was like like absolutely like horrified how very dare like, you horrified like could not talk enough about how much he loved meat so you get you still get that aspect with the main parties where they're kind of terrified of like some of the sides of it um, but I know they're definitely listening like Fine Gael, some of the people in Fine Gael have been saying some interesting stuff about maybe looking at trying to bring across at a European level attacks on uh, airplane seats because it's yeah. so damaging to the environment. Yeah. But I haven't seen anything super radical in any of the manifestos on climate. It's kind of worrying, isn't it? Sinn Féin is on about the one billion in public transport. But I know yeah. the one thing about Sinn Féin is a lot of people have questioned how deliverable their manifesto is. And is it a case of were they just promising everything under the sun or are they promising everything under the sun because maybe they didn't anticipate being the surge? <laughs> yeah. And also because when you look at it, they're not running enough, like they were never running enough candidates anyway to to get the majority or whatever. Like, yeah. is it realistic or what do you think? Yeah, like another political reporter was describing it as like the Sinn Féin manifesto is so radical. It almost had the feel of like something that was deliberately headline grabbing because they didn't think when they wrote it that they'd be doing this well. Now, I don't know, some people might be like, oh shit, now we have to do it. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to get in anyway, but like it is very... Sinn Féin are super popular and people are looking at them as an alternative and that's very exciting for political reporters but the other fact of the matter is it's very easy for Sinn, Sinn Féin to say that Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael are this establishment you know you can't rely on the Greens or Labour because they went in before and sacrificed some of their morals because Sinn Féin in the Republic anyway has never had to 
trying to deliver any of those yeah so they are going to have the best kind of political record because they've never had to deliver those those issues but I know that in housing in particular a lot of people admire owner Bryn which is Sinn Féin's kind of spokesperson on housing and I've heard even people are in Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael supporters say that they wouldn't mind seeing him in the Department of Housing so they do have some good ideas but again like there's no way that entire manifesto is deliverable yeah. no entire manifesto is deliverable Owner Bryn's kind of a right no, sorry. I'm. I, I have to say, I've been like my DMs over the past few weeks. Some people don't deserve votes because I've done some interviews with like <laughs> male politicians, and the stuff that some people have sent me has been appalling. Oh, I've had God. some very graphic messages sent after we brought um, Gary Gannon from the Social Democrats onto Politics Island. Yeah, we did like a political version of Love Island. I saw Maybe. it's very good if anyone wants to watch that it's on Joe Daddy's socials if they want to yeah, watch that yeah we'll find it somewhere but he made some <laughs> joke about like a threesome and some people yeah like I said don't deserve <laughs> like to look at politicians in that way is very but a few people say it about Owen Murphy as well I said that to you yeah but he's I, just, you, I was no. like he's kind of hot and you were like he's a bad man <laughs> he is a bad man he is a bad go for his brother who's in Dublin Murders he's yes, way yes, less yes, yes, yes. he is hand, way more just handsome as hot well. way yeah. so much Love less hate. problematic yeah absolutely other handsome men uh, Saoirse McHugh's brother Oh, yeah, he Saoirse McHugh like, as well I would Saoirse McHugh is beautiful <laughs> she's, she's amazing yeah. skin oh honest God. oh my God my sister showed me something she literally so my sister is worse than me and she's 19 but she saw someone is running in Wexford or Gore or whatever and their second name is Mitchell and they look she said from a distance they're the head of Sharon from EastEnders <laughs> and she like thought like Sharon was, are you, it was like a Mitchell are you on are you on about Mary Mitchell O'Connor yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's who it was she took out her phone she was like, isn't she the head of Sharon Mitchell? And I was like, no. And she goes, but what if I stand back here? <laughs> <laughs> and you squint. It's so funny. Let's She's get just some blonde. Distance, like. Get some squinting. Yeah, it is just that, isn't it? Yeah. It's just Have I offended? That was like, should I say that? No, nah, it's fine. <laughs> um, Aoife Slattery underscore asked, thanks for asking and for listening as always. I know we all want change, but are we going to ignore what a complete left-wing government will do? So just to explain that in stupid person language. To me. Well, like... I and Ellen jump feel free to jump in here but basically Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil would be like kind of centre right yeah and then Sinn Féin would be left centre yes. left so Sinn Féin calls itself nationalist which instinctively sounds right but now they've moved over the past few years they've moved really left so they've moved on issues like um, gender equality LGBT issues the water charges movement so Sinn Féin would be left yeah, yeah. And then you'd have, like, oh my God, sorry, I'm going into my cards now. Um, like people before, solidarity people before profit, they're left. Very left. Yeah, so like the political spectrum in Ireland. So in other countries, it's like sprinkled all over. Imagine in your head as like Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael in the middle. On the right, you just have like Ain Tu and whatever the, the latest racist party is. Nationalist like, party. Oh my God, I had some Pokemon villain looking dude <laughs> dropping a flyer to me. Now, I wasn't there, but like I saw the post, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And I was like into the bin immediately. It was like, well, Ireland for Irish people. I was like, okay. Okay. okay, call me when you have sex with a woman. But, oh. um, yeah, no, like, so yeah, there's those guys. They're like, Renewa. they're nowhere. Yeah, so they're, they're over not, there. So there's kind of nothing on the right in the doll. And then on the left, you kind of have Sinn Féin there. And then all the way at the very, very end, left is left, is like this sprinkling of people for a profit slash solidarity slash rise, which is like Paul Murphy and all those people. Yeah. And then bunched together, very similarly, you would have the Social Democrats, the Greens and Labour, who 
I can't really see that much of a difference between if you're in that party, don't at me. Like it's just too late in the election for me to be yeah. figuring out what the difference is. But those would be kind of bunched together. But those would be kind of like the progressive parties who would be open to the idea of going in with Fianna Fáil or Fine Gael, like two of them had before. Whereas like the far left people, the socialists would kind of never entertain the thought of and Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil in fairness would never entertain the thought of them either. Um, but I get what that person's saying. But to put her at ease, there's in the near future anyway never going to be a full left-wing government unless there's a major surprise after this election because Labour have also ruled in ruled out going in with Sinn Féin but it is possible that the next time round it could happen actually what that voter should do is talk to Fianna Fáil or Fine Gael because if you're, you're worried about a party like Sinn Féin being in power people before used to like having the Greens or Labour kind of water down Fianna Fáil or Fine Gael if they didn't support them. Maybe there's an argument for Fianna Fáil or Fine Gael watering down the super left aspects of Sinn Féin. And I saw it, I think Ivan Yates described it as house training Sinn Féin. I wouldn't quite use that. Which is the worst fucking expression ever. <laughs> like just for so human typical people, like so dip, yeah. Ivan Yates. But if you had, um, if you do want change and you do want some left-wing policies, but you don't want the threat of an entire left-wing government, maybe there's an argument there for Fianna Fáil or Fine Gael going in with Sinn Féin, which they would hate as a suggestion but I'm just putting some thoughts out like other Polkars do it all the time so I'm doing it as well I've seen the expression two cheeks of the same arse oh I've, I keep saying it but every time I get it wrong and I'm like two arse <laughs> of the same cheek <laughs> every time it's a great it's phrase it's funnier like yeah no I'm, it's funnier. I'm glad if nothing that hashtag GE2020 brought that phrase back into my life but yeah. basically people are using it to describe the Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael but they are quite different, aren't they? In a lot of ways. I mean, you could say the Fine Gael are a bit more middle class, middle class, Sorry, a bit more I'm liberal not to say in terms of. Um, Leo's upset at people calling Fine Gael middle class because he thinks it's bringing class wars into politics. But I think Fine Gael definitely like that stuff about like welfare cheats cheat us all or going after like people who get up early in the morning. Like they're very much for like kind of rich young professionals. Uh, they try to appeal to them. Fine Gael have only very recently tried to be. Uh, progressive on social issues like repeal or marriage equality they were very much kind of the last ones to jump on board but they would say that because they were in government at the time they helped to lead on it Fianna Fáil like Micheál Martin was always out very early on marriage equality he was out on repeal earlier than Leo Varadkar but the rest of his party would be much more conservative so people are trying to use that as a stick to beat Fianna Fáil with Fianna Fáil is saying like there's no way they would try to like unravel the legislation on the Eighth Amendment um, but I guess things like female representation would probably be a little bit stronger in Fine Gael than it would be in Fianna Fáil. Fianna Fáil would say that's because it's still like picking up the pieces from when they made shit of the country and like got only like 20 seats. Um, but policy wise, I don't think there's that much of a difference between them. Fianna Fáil would try to claim that it cares more about everybody in society and it would be more in fair favour of building social housing and it would suggest that Fine Gael has like an ideological problem with social housing, like it's against building social housing for... But no, nobody's able to give like solid policy differences between the two of them. They're very... Like two cheeks of the same arse. I couldn't put it better myself. What did you think of this whole debacle of... Like, will we have Mary Lou in the RT leaders debate? Will we, won't we, will we? Obviously, they've made a call in it now, so it's one of the final ones. It's the last one on RT anyway, definitely. Or is it? They've added another one. They've added another one. Sorry, it's the second last one. It's happening. You're listening to this on the assumption that you're listening to this on Tuesday, listener. It's happening tonight. And they have made a call that it's going to be Hall, Mary Lou and Leo. What did you think about all that? 
I think they just had to. Like the polls were so, so two polls came out over the weekend. By the time people will have listened to this, an Irish Times poll will have come out as well. Um, and a lot of those showed Sinn Féin like way ahead. Like Sinn Féin were higher than Fine Gael. So what you would have had was the party that's polling highest and the party that's polling third together without the person second. And to be honest, like if you're a Fianna Fáil or a Fine Gael voter, you should want her there because those debates can descend into... They can go really well or they can go really badly. And if they go badly, the winner is Mary Luke. She's not there. So they like it was it was just very it suited Sinn Féin. It was the best thing that ever could have happened to Sinn Féin because mm. it looked like the establishment was against her. It looked like they were afraid to debate her. Um, and she's kind of at her most strongest and popular with the pub. Like when she's just pointing at Leo and Mihol and saying, sure, the two of them are the same. If she says Everyone's two like, cheeks Way! are the same, and like that to me would be the moment of the election. But uh, she had to be like it pissed off Sinn Féin voters a lot and it made RTE seem like it was in this establishment conspiracy. I really don't believe that was the case it was just it was just a sloppy mistake but I'm glad they changed it but because I just live for the drama yeah and I want the drama of like her coming back for the season finale <laughs> you're just a messy bitch who lives for drama I, I really am like that's all I want can I ask um in terms of the two reactions to the incident with Senator Catherine Noon which anyone if they aren't familiar uh, she was out somewhere and made some comment in which she called Leo Varadkar autistic oh, which is yes. obviously beyond not okay um, Leo's made the decision to stand behind her and he's accepted her apology and whatever else if you compare and contrast that to the situation at the very start of the election with Paddy Holan mm-hmm. if that's how you pronounce his name that story that you broke I think I'm pretty sure um, and his comments on teenage girls and we don't even need to get into that if anyone wants to look into that work away oh, so um, and him being suspended yeah. like do you think Fine Gael should have taken a harder line on that considering so nobody's explained it to me yet, but I think one of the reasons they couldn't suspend her is because of gender quotas. So I think Fine Gael oh. only has like 30.5% female representation on the ticket. And if you've less than 30%, you lose half your state funding. I don't know if that's the reason. That might have been a factor. Second of all, like Fine Gael are not doing well and they need a chance at every single seat. Like third of all, people are making the point that first of all, maybe some people think it was gracious of Leo to accept her apology, but she did cause offence to a lot of other people who weren't Leo Varadkar. And we had yeah. Lynn Rowan on with us saying it really eloquently um I said elegantly and eloquently there in eloquence. one of them anyways eloquence um <laughs> Elegant, she was like, it Elegant. wasn't like his decision to totally forgive her and let it be grand um and everybody knows like what a heinous comment it was um it was easier for Sinn Féin to suspend Paddy because he wasn't running in the general election he was a local councillor and also that ah. was his second incident like okay. he had made some comments about Leo Radker earlier that well in the same podcast that were kind of homophobic and also seemed a little bit racist as well so Sinn Féin had to get rid of him like they'd parachuted him in as the celebrity candidate and hadn't checked him properly Catherine Noon is like a Fine Gael senator and she was the head of the Oireachtas committee on the 8th amendment so really important in yeah. terms of like bringing about that referendum so it would have been super embarrassing for them and the thing with political gaffes if, if you don't decide quick enough that's like your last. So if you decide the day of the scandal that you're not going to suspend her or like boot her off the ticket, then you don't get an opportunity to change your mind on that, especially during a general election campaign. I think there's a strong argument to say that, you know, she brought the party into disrepute. And also like, I'm kind of uncomfortable with how much time everybody's spending talking about the perceived coldness or lack of like human side of Leo Radker. I don't really see it. It's not really relevant though when we should be talking about his party's policies or lack thereof or in terms of what they've delivered or what they haven't. Like, I mean, yeah. 
it doesn't really it really doesn't I mean it doesn't it doesn't matter but I'm it's the bigger picture here is what I think we all need to be looking at. It just makes me feel like politics gets closer and closer to reality TV when you're talking about like who has the better personality and like he's good at the politics. Like I've been watching him for two weeks, like scooping up little dogs in jackets and <laughs> like shake hands with children and like fluff their hair, all that shit that you have to do. Or like he has to do shit like even when you're taking money out of an ATM, there's like 20 cameras around you. And he there's one day where like the ATM was malfunctioning. You had to keep this narrative going with us. And I was like, I would just die. I would just die if I had to do this. Mm. But he's he's actually good at that stuff. Whether you actually think he's a good politician or you like any of his policies, but I think it's like a, I could see from Twitter other people saying that Catherine Noon had been going around the constituency saying that to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, almost as if it was like, and Which then is not... had the cheek to say, <laughs> for her to say, I would be a much more natural politician, but never had like the politician instinct. No caught in so to maybe things. like and but fully blamed on being tired as well like gee I'm permanently knackered yeah, and no, I, but was she and tired I, when she said it first or was she tired when she brought up the n-word I, like, she is might, she tired all the time give sorry, that woman a nap there like. was that issue. <laughs> what was the issue with her saying the n-word so from what I can discern and I need to like chase down that journalist and get that transcript I've heard the tape is absolutely painful she was being they put they rang her and they were like did you say this about the Taoiseach? And she was like, no. And they were like, well, we have it on tape. And she was like, okay, yes, I did. Oh. And then brought up some example and was like, oh, it's not like if I said, you know, the N word. And then she said something else really offensive. I think it was like another really, really offensive slur. Um, Association, like ableist slur. But if you're a more natural politician than Leo Varadkar, the Taoiseach, why is the N-word anywhere yeah, in your it shouldn't, like... Oh, yeah, like, like, no, no. How does that float at times of crisis? Why is that coming right out of your the, mouth? Right, oh, right to the, the forefront of your brain. On no the need. phone to a journalist for a national newspaper. Yeah. Like, I'd say there's probably some people in Fine Gael who are hoping that she won't yeah. get her seat. Can I ask, and this is potentially a big ask, but before we get into it, I've cherry-picked some things from manifestos and then we'll get on to mini bandwagons. Oh, yes. Can you make any prediction of how this election is going to go? I think it's probably going to end up with Micheál Martin as Taoiseach and Fianna Fáil in government with a mishmash of like the Greens, the Sock Dems and Labour. But because of how well, according to the polls, according according to the polls, can I speak? According, if the polls are right and Sinn Féin do really well, they are going to be such a strong opposition. Like the great thing about Irish politics at the moment is that the opposition has a ton of power to like get laws passed and change legislation. And Sinn Féin is going to be very, very strong. And if the next government doesn't last that long, if it only lasts like two years, there's a chance that Sinn Féin could have a much bigger shot at getting in. So it's going to be really interesting. And you're also going to have a rake of greens in the Oireachtas. So it'll be interesting to see like what happens the national conversation that we need to have over the next few years in terms of what we all do on climate as well. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, as I said, I went and cherry-picked through some of the manifestos and I'm literally just giving these as, uh, as I said, cherries so that you go <laughs> do the research yourself. Um, Fianna Fáil are aiming Ireland to be tobacco-free by 2030. Um, universal childcare increase from 20 euro to 30 euro. You jump in if I'm wrong at any point, please. Um, provide 50,000 affordable homes at a cost of 310 million euro. Fund the health service at a cost of 200 million euro. And like their five aims are quality of life for every family, owning your own home, building strong, vibrant, safe communities across Ireland, whatever that means. Delivering I think the on. HSE could be 2 billion. Oh, okay. There you go. Um, delivering on climate change targets. Vague. 
working for Ireland's values on the global stage, which I'm assuming means it's Brexit and upholding Paddy's the Friday agreement. It'd be better if we get Just going around selling points. Loads of money for Paddy's Day. Um, I couldn't find anything on Fine Gael's manifesto. <laughs> I googled it and, I, and Fianna Fáil's one came up. In oh, the SEO. those SEOs like fully are like, oh so lit. Do you know anything off the top of your head? One yeah, thing so, or... Uh, Fine Gael are not going to change much for renters. They're going to keep the rent pressure zones, which I know haven't been working for a lot of people. They're going to have that... They're going to expand the help to buy scheme, which means you can get, I think... 30 grand is that right who knows at this stage of the campaign expand that um they're going to go with Slauntacare, which is like for healthcare, which is like this big plan that all the parties came up with together. That's going to be like a 10 year plan for healthcare. Um, they've got a rake of stuff in there on climate. Um, what else interesting policies do they have? Um, loads of spending, just spend, spend, spend. loads of spending. Um, Sinn Féin then as I already said about the what did I say about public transport they're promising 1 billion investment in public transport we will deliver on pension rights for people should have the right to retire at the age of 65 Um, they are promising a living wage of 12.50 an hour 100,000 affordable homes the abolition of the property tax um, they will probably continue to be at the old uh, Irish unity argument, I would <laughs> imagine. That's up there. <laughs> I would imagine so, yeah. Reduce the cost of childcare by 500 euro a month. So, What's their stand on Paddy's Day? What's their stand on Paddy's Day? <laughs> You're going to have to do that research for yourself. Uh, the Greens, I know, as you said, support carbon tax to reduce pollution. They created gender fairness quotas in the doll, promise to build more homes. They want to end US military use of Shannon Airport. Um, their main objectives are obviously environmentally based. Um, obviously with independence it's a bit trickier and in terms of people for profit as well all worth looking into I think I didn't include any of the ones from Ain2 Renewer or any of those other no. freaks because they're freaks um, Labour have they promised anything in their manifesto that's rent freeze rent freeze really interesting and they said that if they get into government um, so Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael are claiming a rent freeze would be illegal uh, Labour are like, try it. <laughs> like, if it doesn't work, let's try it, a, bitch. Let's have a referendum. Can you imagine Brent how fun that referendum going home to vote to vote against your own landlord? Yeah. Like that, I'd love it. Oh my god, like WWE. Brendan Howland's like, I would like to see it. <laughs> Literally, like, um, I think that's it. Doing a rent freeze as well. Yes. Just give them, um, we could be, we could genuinely be here for hours and I think it's obviously an extremely nuanced topic and yeah. I hope if anyone has any more questions. Maybe ask Ellen or tweet Ellen. I was actually like, maybe don't ask us. But um, hopefully we've covered any issues no, I you might have. Didn't think I was going to understand a word of that. And you've learned, learned so much. You've we've facilitated some education. Yeah, yeah um, Ellen, thank you so much for coming in. Where can people find you? Uh, at Ellen M. Coin on Twitter. My DMs are open if you have any questions. If you've any critiques or want to point out any mistakes I made, I don't want to hear it. I'm too tired. <laughs> I can't be held to account yeah. for the things I say. She's had a long day. You can just day. send us their critiques and we'll deal with that. Um, in the meantime, Breed's got some mini bandwagons, I hope. So I don't know if you were on our Instagram in the last I hour. just saw as I was looking at the questions <laughs> that I asked people to send in about yeah. hashtag GE2020. Um, I wish I had a lot of excuses as to why I didn't do them this week. You don't though. <laughs> you don't. But I don't. I like how so, it's a common theme. Yeah, listener, I every I like week it. and we forget like the intro we? and the outro. Okay, every we forget the intro. Week. Okay, we forget the outro. I have one big one that I actually wrote down. Okay. Is it about the election this Saturday? <laughs> the election this is Saturday. this Saturday. I've starred that twice. <laughs> Good to know. I think we're going to have a heart attack. Um, um, we just hit 200,000 downloads. Woo! That was our other one. I have to write that down. Thanks. Good job, boss. Um, and then I put up on the Instagram to see 
in the last hour if anyone could just help me out with some mini bandwagons and they're all crap so I'm just going to fly through them <laughs> Thanks for downloading. Your feedback um, is appalling. I'm not going to name and shame. So I'm just going to fly through loads of them. Is that all right? Yeah. Uh, a grand stretch in the evenings. Have yeah. you considered boot tights? Teachers strike for equal pay. Uh, the Stranger on Netflix. That Air- is supposed to be good. Is AirPods. It? Yeah. AirPods, yeah. Uh, not voting Fina Fall or Fina Gale. <laughs> Cheer on Netflix. That's uh, also good, we yeah. We did that last Cheer week. Savage. There's a lot of talk about flexible working recently. No action, but the talk is a start. I think that was for I you. I feel like that might have been a government <laughs> question. <laughs> I, I don't think that's a mini bandwagon somehow. Long, um, long floral dresses and skirts still going strong when will it end? People are cracked. I, I don't think... Um, sometimes I feel like this. The, the concept of this podcast is so deeply flawed. Orange Tony's chocolate... Chocolate... <laughs> Tony Shockaloni, are you taking the piss? Block whoever said that in, I'm done. <laughs> the most delicious fair shade chocolate bandwagon. What? We'll do a whole episode on that one. No fair trade on. chocolate. I don't know um, either. A lot of people commending us on taking our content down a different route this week. <laughs> We're Six going. Nations. <laughs> what? Uh, hey. Six Nations. Oh, Six Nations. Oh fuck that! Uh, hating Mike on I say that's Love Island. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Super Bowl Valentine's Easter eggs. <laughs> this is like Lifeline for millennials. <laughs> Isn't it? Just, oh my god, it is. Grievances. Um, someone like people just get very like into what they're doing themselves. Rewatching Girls. <laughs> that's just yeah. like a diary. Yeah. <laughs> Eighty songs being on the top fifty because of TikTok. Um, yeah. Seen and heard festival and Smock Alley. Stranger again. Um, the Oscars can be seen in the cinema this week. That's all I, I have time for. There you go. Thanks so much, Breed, for your comprehensive coverage, as always. Um, we want <laughs> to extend our thanks to Ellen Coyne again for literally running to get here. Planes, trains and automobiles. We do really appreciate it. We didn't want to do it with anyone else, so Aww. we were delighted to have you. Um, we have been Manwagons. I've been Fanula. I've been Breed. Um, thanks for listening. Please don't forget to review. We are everywhere on social media if you have not found us already. We put up a photo of Badger hair from last week's <laughs> episode if you're still confused as to what that is. Um, and we will be back next week. Goodbye. Bye.